I love to see the human beings that God put on the earth. He made our bodies fearfully and wonderfully to operate and to work in cooperation. But all the timbers of the body, that's, that's the big lesson of government, is that the mind is in charge. The heart, the mind, is in charge. And that the hands and the feet and the eyes and the mouth and all those body parts work in concert together to do as the mind tells them. And I really appreciate that. You know? If I want to reach for a glass of water, my mind tells my hand instantaneously, reach for that glass of water. Now, wouldn't it be a terrible turn of events if my hand said, don't think so, don't feel like it's today? Hmm. No. God made our bodies in such an incredible way that you don't even have to consciously tell your feet where to go. If you, desiring your mind to go across the kitchen and get a glass of water, you can say, all right, see, let's go. No. Your feet just start moving that way. The mind said, I want to go over there and get a glass of water, and the feet just do it. Well, when we reach 80 or 90 or 40 with diabetes, maybe not. <laughs> maybe you say, all right, see, we can do this. So there's, there's a time when coaching has to come. But for the most part, when our bodies are healthy and working the way God made them to work, we don't even have to tell our hands to beat what to do. They just do it automatically. That is beautiful coverage. Where the head can just wish something and the rest of the body starts carrying it out. That's perfect government. Now if we could just grasp that that mind that can so perfectly govern our body and physical things could now be transformed and converted to God's way of thinking so that it automatically tells our hands and feet and eyes and mouth what to say and do. That's the conversion process so that we have right government in our heads. But just on a physical level, isn't it amazing what the body can do? There's so much in this creation. Romans 1 talks about it. You see God by the things that he has created. The mountains, the trees, the flowers, the food, the cows, anything. Human beings are so amazing. Boys find girls amazing. Girls find boys amazing. See the creation there that God made? How beautiful and wonderful it is, properly handled. How it can be wonderful. The difference. There's so much. I could stand here all day and talk about various things that God has created on this earth that are so wonderful. I love honey. We can talk about honeybees for a while. And how God takes these little things that big and makes about the sweetest thing there is for me to eat. Incredible. By whom also he made the worlds. 
every beautiful, wonderful thing that we enjoy, Christ himself made. Now, to me, that should make us just, wow, if he could do all that, maybe he knows something. Maybe I should do as he did. Maybe I should think as he thought. Maybe I could be a creator someday. Maybe I could rule with him someday. See, he made the world, and he made it a beautiful, wonderful place. And then through Satan and man, we have polluted and ruined it. And made it now where the water tastes bad, the air smells bad, (laughs) food is bad. We're getting sicker and sicker and sicker as the people around the world. We're dying of various diseases and epidemics. And there is war and fighting and lack of peace almost everywhere. Wars and rumors of wars. Terrible things going on on this earth. Because people forgot Christ made the world. People forgot that he made all these beautiful things and they have their way of doing things. And what has our way of doing things produced? Oh, we're technologically advanced. We can talk to anyone in the world with our little phone that we carry around with us. We can hear music or something anywhere we are with the little machines that we carry around with us. We can go in anywhere and buy something that tastes so good, whether it's good or not. And we're dying, brethren, because the world will not think what God thinks. They will not consider the things that the one who made the beautiful earth has to do. All of those who believe the law is done away. Statutes of God are not important. We know how to make a society. Every form of government, every civilization, every culture that man has ever developed has either died and been destroyed <laughs> or is currently in its death throes, including the American dream way of life. There's a lot here. Paul's trying to convince these Jews that they need to listen to Christ. He's the one that made the world and everything good and beautiful and wonderful. Who being the brightness of his glory, verse 3, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Here was the second greatest being ever existed in the universe who had had the power and the might to make a garden of Eden and create people and create those people in such a way that they could reproduce and replenish the earth with people. Someone who could do the wonders that you can see through the telescopes of the universe. Huge stars of bright colors. We have not even found the end of them yet. The one who made that looked down at the filth and the squalor, the disease, the rebellion, 
going on. People being blown to bits by things that man has made. It shocked us, I guess, to hear that a man of Virginia Tech killed 33 people, including himself. Shocked America. In Iraq alone, there are about double that that are blown to bits every day. Some who kill themselves in the process the same way. Their body parts, little pieces of bone and blood and bristle fly into the air and stick to the wall. It's just a statistic to you and me. Happens in our town, then we get excited. Happens in our country, then we get excited. <laughs> Iraq is only a very small part of what's going on in this world. There's human slavery going on all over the world. There are tens of thousands of slaves brought into America every year. Our country! Sex slaves, <laughs> work slaves, right here. We don't see it. But it's here. Government's fighting. Yes. God made us beautiful. Wonder. Garden. We have just polluted it. <clears throat> you know all the evil that we have done throughout civilization, all the wars that have killed millions, billions of people. People have had their heads, their arms, their legs chopped off in the pastimes with swords, spears, arrows, now being blown by bigger and bigger, bigger bombs as we advance. As we evolve into better beings, we have better weapons, more people to fits, and more we can kind with. All the killing, all the murder, all the cheating, lies that has occurred. Created the earth, created the beauty all around us. And then when he saw the filth gravity of the human beings would sink. Came, set a perfect example, and died a very, very horrible death. Beaten, stripped, so that he could see all his bones. Think of all the guilt you've had of maybe lied, maybe stole something, maybe committed adultery, maybe you killed, maybe you went to war and killed a lot of people. All the bad thoughts you've had. Everything you ever did wrong. You ever felt guilty about. Third. Clint. Watch. 
can look back in our lives and sometimes we still feel guilty about things we might have done days or years or decades ago, don't we? We wish we'd have done them differently. <clears throat> Can't go back and change it. It'll all be washed away the blood of Christ. Isn't that incredible? But you no longer need to feel any guilt for anything you have done. Now, yes, you were responsible. Things you have done, whether you thought it was doing them or not, hurt other people. It hurt the earth. It helped pollute the earth. This. It can all be washed away. You don't have to think of it or worry about it ever again. I have dealt with people who have lived lives that have ruined their ability to be happy, normal human beings. I remember talking to a woman in Florida one time, back in the 60s, who had been a prostitute. Began to listen to the broadcast, began to understand that her way of life had been wrong. I'm sure she grasped that up some level anyway. But her way of life had made her feel so guilty, so small, so evil, so foul, that she couldn't forgive herself. She carried that around all the time with her. How do I ever get past guilt? You know what? You don't feel good when you feel guilty, do you? I, I never have. When I feel guilty about something, it tends to frustrate me and test me. Because I know I shouldn't have done what I did. I could tell you a lot of things like that, but you know what? I don't need to. I don't need to go back and have a confessional and tell you every sin that I ever committed from the time I was a little boy till today. Because it's all been washed away in the blood of Christ. It no longer exists at this point. He has removed it as far from me as the east is from the west. It was hard to explain to that woman. Power, the size, the grandeur of our Father's love, His Son's love. It was hard for her to internalize. It was hard for her to forgive herself. The Father and the Son had forgiven her. I don't know that maybe she ever. The flies got past her. Did, I hope so. Now, she told the whole congregation she'd been prostituted for the last 10, 15, 20 years. So it's been very difficult for that congregation to have accepted her as one of them. So it would have always been that thought. Yeah, but you. Part of human beings to forgive. Move on. Accept someone. Father and the Son are a lot bigger. They will forgive, forget. Never mention our sins again. How many of us have reached that level of 
spirituality. How easy it is for us to condemn someone, look down on someone, whether we remind them individually or whether we just think or say it to someone else. It's so easy for us to catalog people's sin, to pigeonhole them as a former prostitute, a former murderer, a former liar, or whatever it is that they were. They still be fighting. Because the weaknesses you had 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 years ago probably still tend to be the areas of weakness. Because that's where you started out, and you may have had some very strong areas. And those are probably still strong. But the areas of weakness are areas that you still tend to be weak. It's hard for us, us to let each other grow hard for us to help each other's backs, face each other directly, help each other. So much easier to turn our backs and talk to someone else, put each other down. Try to recall what someone did five, ten minutes ago, or five or ten years ago. And sometimes we cast further back. We'll go back 30, 40, 50 years to try, try to find wrong in I've seen people do that with Mr. Armstrong. They try to take him back all the way to when he was a very young man. Say he did this, this, this. Where is the allowance for return? Where? For, let's say, that man, David Armstrong, where was the allowance for the blood of Christ, that he might have been forgiven of what he did as a young man. That somebody 50, 60 years later would bring up things that he did maybe when he was 20, 25, 30 years of age. Incredible, isn't it? We won't let each other grow. We'll let each other change. We'll let each other become Christ. He purged our sins. Purge means rubbed out, washed away, down the drain. Now I can say you ought to put God there. I can have another sermon on backstabbing. Maybe that's not necessary with you. Maybe you've grown spiritually to the point that I can say, Christ hurts my sins, Christ hurts your sins, Christ hurts your neighbor's sins, your friend's sins, your relative's sins. Only this many Maybe that's all you need. Maybe that's all tight. Because we have made a covenant with God. That Christ has. So we don't. We can go to the head of Google. Or the home of Google do before. All we need to be is reminded 
the God of his sin, as far as he is from the West, come to think like him. Wouldn't it be wonderful? We could do that. Wouldn't it be wonderful when? Not a big con. We just need to learn to think like he does, and he controls his attitude. You know, he could sit up there and say, well, I remember you 20, 30, 40 years ago. I remember you now, but he looks upon you oh, all the way through. You turn to him and accept a lot of pressure. He's willing to do it for us. He's willing to do it for others without a pencil.